It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Good morning and welcome to the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB as we are joined by a couple of guests and looking forward to getting some great info out there as we always do and some light conversation. Tough act to follow as we follow up Jim Foxwell and typically Jim is in studio but today every now and then we get sent on the road to talk to some of the medical professionals for St. Mary and they are they're busy so we get to head to where they do their thing from, and today we're going to be joining Jane Green, and this is a bit of a mouthful. Jane is the St. Mary Home Care Regional Director of Operations and the leader of their home-based telehealth program, and we're also going to be talking with Ruth Martinowitz, uh, the Mercy Home Health Vice President, and uh, Ruth and Jane Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right, let's start with Jane. Jane, we welcome you to the St. Mary Healthline. Great to have you with us here today. What brought you to St. Mary Healthcare and uh, to the work that you're doing right now to help uh, folks be healthy in our community? So what brought me to St. Mary Healthcare? Yes. I've been with them for 18 years. So I've been with under the Mercy Home Health St. Mary uh, umbrella for about 18 years. So we've got to go back in history to, to, to see what, what, what brought you here. Do you remember? It was 18 years ago. Uh, well, I love home care. I think home care is the best field in nursing. Um, I've been in home care for 26 years, and, and I think it's just the best way to connect to patients one-on-one um, -on -one in their home. That's great. Uh, how about you, Ruth? What brought you here to uh, St. Mary Medical Center and to the work that you're doing right now to helping patients be well? Um, I've been in the field a long time. I've been in the home care field for over 30 years. And um, I've been doing home care for 30 plus years. And hmm. um, I enjoy well, We have this. to go even further back in history oh, to research yes. your well, start. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I hope no one's figuring out how old I am. Um, but it's about taking care of the patient and making sure that the patient gets the best possible care. And I, I think home care is really a way to connect on a one-to-one -one, um, basis and make sure that they're taken care of well, especially when they're discharged from the hospital. All right, so we're, we're going to talk about home care and I guess mm -hmm. a couple of different conditions that kind of uh, people often receive care at home. Uh, let's start with congestive heart failure, uh, CHF. Jane, what is con congestive heart failure? Sometimes we'll say CHF. Sometimes we'll say congestive heart failure. Uh, I mean, that's a question that either of you guys could field, Ruth. Um, um, congestive heart failure, um, and I was a cardiac nurse way back when. So uh, a lot of patients, as they get older and they've had heart attacks or they've had heart disease, the heart muscle weakens, and it doesn't pump efficiently. So what happens is instead of pumping out the blood like it normally does, it's kind of sluggish, and uh, excess fluid from your bloodstream seeps out into the body and causes uh, weight gain, and it pulls in certain areas. It'll pull in your feet, pull in your abdomen, cause shortness of breath, 
And this extra fluid makes it very difficult for the patient's heart to work efficiently. So a lot of times we have to diurese that fluid off. And it's like through medication, right? They're getting the fluid out of that that area. Uh, normally it's medication, but it's also diet, making sure they don't eat high salt diets, um, you know, paying attention to what they're eating, things like that, and making sure they're compliant with their medication regime. Well, getting the word out here today on the health line, but uh, how would people receive home care? I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here today with Ruth and Jane. So, Jane, what about that? That's kind of the program that you guys are – are are embarking on or or, or participating in. Mm -hmm. So if 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 someone in the community feels that they would need home care services, they have a skilled need in their home, Mm -hmm. um, the physician can call us and we can take the referral and we will go out and evaluate the patient for what services are needed. It can be a referral right from the community to home health or if a patient is coming out of a hospital or skilled nursing facility or acute rehab, they can also be referred to home care. Um, We can provide nursing in the home, uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. Um, We have social workers so that we can help them link them to community resources, whether it's St. Mary's Life or help them with um, area of aging. Um, And then we can also provide home health aid services in the home for personal care. That's great. I would imagine for many people listening, this, I mean, it sounds like to me, perhaps sounds like to them as well, a path to kind of stay in their own home and receive care and not have to go to a senior living facility or something like that? It would sure. uh, So it helps with the hospital in that the length of staying in the hospital today, like years ago, you'd go to the hospital, you were there for two weeks or a week. Today, the average length of stay is four days. Mm -hmm. So the patients are coming home sicker. And so we get there and make sure that they're taking their medications. They have a follow-up with their doctor. And it's sort of – most people want to be home. So they like that environment. And they get better faster in their home environment. So it's really a a growing field as the population ages. We'll see more and more people needing these types of services. Uh, Jane, I didn't really think about that. Uh, You know, Ruth telling us people get better when they're in their own home. I guess it makes sense, right? When you're in the hospital, somebody's bugging you all the time to take your temperature or some other metric, and you can actually rest and and recuperate. In your own bed. Yes. Your own bed. And you're also not exposed to think about all the... You know the infections in the hospital. You know someone in the in the bed next to you is coughing, and um, you're in your own home, in the comfort of your own home, with your family who love you, that are taking care of you in the home. And it's it's really about aging in place. Um, you know, keeping people in their home safe and healthy in their home. Um, you know, rather than running back and forth to the hospital, because I don't think there's a lot of patients that want to go to the hospital. It's a little different than um, private duty. I mean, I just want to differentiate what we do compared to private duty. A lot of times, um, older people need someone to stay with them, take care of them, and that they pay for that out of their pocket. But we provide a skilled nursing service. It's intermittent. It doesn't last forever. And we work with the physician um, to make sure that our plan of care matches what they want to do. So we're in there for maybe 30 to 60 days taking care of them, and, and then they're on their own, goals are met, and they move forward. And a lot of times their insurance um, 
covers these services. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid, private insurances cover the home care benefit. Ruth and Jane, let's get back to a condition like congestive heart failure. You guys are there helping out for 30 to 60 days. It almost sounds like you are helping to stabilize the patient during a period of transition, and then you're hoping that they took all the advice that was given and all the dietary restrictions that are applied to them, and and they move forward from that point. Is that, I mean, is that kind yeah, of Yeah, that's the goal. The goal is to get them at their optimal level of functioning and independent as much as possible. If they are severely handicapped, then we work with the caregiver to help the caregiver um, manage the patient after we discharge them. So we usually visit two to three times a week, depending on what they need, and then... Um, we're there for maybe a half hour to an hour. So it's not like we're there all day long. I mean, Jane, I think we're hearing much, much more here on the St. Mary Healthline and on other shows on WBCB about the medical world, the medical centers, the hospitals expanding their perception or their concept of community health and actually going to people's homes, it, it, similar to what, what we're talking about here today. Mm-hmm. Trying to go outside of the hospital walls and and bring proactive, preventive type of care, um, get the word out there through shows like this, but then also actually get get people on the ground helping make those transitions in their own homes. And I think that's the the benefit of home care. We're working with the physician to ensure that the patient is safe in their home, that they understand their disease process, what they need to do to manage their disease process, and how do we um, ensure that they are compliant then with the medication regime and diet and exercise so that they are, you know, safe where they need to be um, and where they prefer to be. So, and I think the beauty of our Care Connect program, the, the telehealth program, is that it really teaches cause and effect. So, patients are checking their blood pressure, their weight, their um, pulse ox, their heart rate every day. And they see that their weight went up overnight and they're not feeling as good today. And then they're learning that cause and effect. Last night, I ate Chinese food, my weight is up, I don't feel good. They're connecting that. They're making that connection between what I did yesterday and how I'm feeling today. That's all. It's like technology and some new ideas about helping to make communities healthier. I mean, Ruth, don't you think this is like kind of a new a new concept? I mean, it might be, not be brand new, but it is blooming well, and growing and um, well, expanding those services outside of, of the hospital, I mean. Or, well, I think the beauty of our uh, program is that um, – we have a connection to the patient seven days a week. So we might visit them twice in the week, but every single day they come, they get their weight done, they get their blood pressure, and it's transmitted to our nurses in the office. And then the nurses in the office get flags if they're outside of the parameters and there is a conversation with the patient or the caregiver. Um, you know, something's not right. Your weight went up. Your blood pressure's not right. So it's seven-day-a-week connection which is, you know, pretty phenomenal. I mean, even that is like kind of like, uh, I don't know, seems like a neat way to be able to be in communication with your healthcare professionals 
and this is the telehealth program like uh, that that we're talking about. Uh, Jane, that's your baby. What exactly is telehealth? I'm, I'm imagining people wearing like Fitbit type devices, <laughs> and then those devices communicating with the hospital or something. So our telehealth program is in conjunction with home health. So if the patient's on our ser- services for home care, meaning they have a skilled need, uh, we provide telehealth services, which is in-home monitoring. So it's a tablet that we actually bring to their home um, along with a scale, a blood pressure cuff, and a pulse ox. So we instruct the patient how to check their vital signs and their weight every day. Um, They have a tablet that they can view educational videos on heart failure, COPD, diabetes, uh, medication management. Every day they check their vital signs and their information is transmitted to our team um, in our office. The beauty, I think, of this program is, is that it's really intensive case management. So if you live in Bucks County, your nurse is Joyce. And Joyce will be your contact person who is your telehealth nurse who will be calling you on a daily basis to make sure that you're checking your vital signs and you're taking your med- medications and seeing how you're feeling. Um, so all of that information is transmitted to us. Your weight is up. Joyce is going to call you to ask you how you're feeling. Did you take your medications? What did you eat the night before? And then she's in contact with your physician, your primary care physician, or your cardiologist. i got to imagine another huge benefit is the peace of mind for the patient to know that there is somebody, you know, if, if something looks or is, you know, if these metrics are, are not in line as they should be, somebody is going to be responding in a, in a way that's going to get you to a position of better health and uh, to resolve your issue. I love that. To me, I think that is one of the Sounds like the great things. We hear these um, commercials sometimes of things that are coming in the medical world, and I think a lot of times they're they're kind of already here already, like being able to get information to doctors so that they can care for you even if they're not in the same location that you're at. I think that's uh, really cool. What's really phenomenal and different about our program, and I'm going to give Jane a lot of credit and her team, is that we took the telehealth program and said, okay, if they start retaining fluid and it's not being managed by their oral medication, instead of rushing them off to the emergency room or back to the hospital, we now have the capability, and we actually won a prize with the HAP, Hospital Association in Pennsylvania, for this innovative program where our nurses... Uh, field nurses go out and administer IV diuretics to take that fluid off, and everything's done right in the home, and it, uh, blood work is done there, and it's pretty phenomenal. And I have to give Jane and and her team all the credit in the world for putting this together. Well, congratulations, Jane, on the HAP Award. I bet that made people kind of happy. Right. <laughs> uh, well, it made us ha- uh, very happy. It was the first time actually a home care agency ever won the HAP award. So it was really, you know, a great job to the team. That- yeah, yeah, it really, and it's, and it's, to me, that's the next step is finding ways to take care of patients in the comfort of their home without having them to run to the emergency room. And so that's that IV diuretic program that we'll talk a little bit more about when we return here to the St. Mary Healthline this morning. Great to have Ruth and Jane with us. We're talking about home health care and much, much more as uh, we're HAP Awards happening here at St. Mary. And uh, we'll be right back to talk about that and more as we continue on WBCB. Dear neighbors, 
Our hearts live to fix yours. The St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission, to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart. I'm Harvey from Bernie Robbins Jewelers. When you put one of our gift boxes in front of someone, magical things happen. Eyes light up. Big smiles appear. I mean, luxuriously crisp paper, iridescent copper ribbon, our orange monarch butterfly. Well, there doesn't even have to be anything in the box. Wait, what what am I saying? I'm trying to sell jewelry here. Of course, something has to be in it. But what? We'll help you with that. From an impromptu gesture to a milestone gift. At Bernie Robbins Jewelers, we've got your gift, and we've always got your back. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Welcome back to the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB. We are joined by Jane Green and Ruth Martinovich. I think I got it right that time. I butchered it the first time, and I'm very sorry, uh, Ruth, but... Really great to have you here with us today, sharing some great information about this home health care program. And uh, Jane, uh, why was the program created? Like, can you take us through a patient experience that is an example of, um, you know, why this was needed? So we, we found that the patients that were on our telehealth program, that we could only manage them so far specifically for the congestive heart failure patients with um, PO diuretics, that sometimes the PO diuretics were just not effective. And then these patients were ending up back in the hospital. They were going to the emergency room and then admitted. And, and those PO diuretics, is that that's oral medication oh. that, that they, they were receiving? Yes, yes. I apologize. <laughs> but that's when the you have to actually have an IV or um, Correct. In, intravenous Diuretics. Correct. So, because at, at the time we did not have the ability to provi- to give a patient an intravenous diuretic, the patient would go to the emergency room, and most times they were admitted to the hospital. So, um, in order to help support our health system, we developed an IV diuretic program where we can actually administer IV diuretics in the home. Um, again, to prevent that patient from going back to the emergency room. Um, one of, our, one of our, our biggest successes was we had a patient that had been in the hospital every month with congestive heart failure. Um, she was in her 80s, and initially um, she was refusing to go on telehealth. Um, and so she was in the hospital every month for six months. And in June, um, our liaison spoke to her and said, do you like coming here? Because if you like coming here, then this is not the program for you. But if you don't like coming to the hospital, I have a way to keep you out. And the patient agreed, and we put her on our service. And that was in June, and we started ministering IV diuretics in July, and then we did it again in September. And we kept that patient out of the hospital. And, and you know, gr- great for that patient. And, you know, and not to interrupt you, Jane, but, you know, Ruth, it sounds like that's a program then that helps the patient, but also reduces some of the emergency room act- activity and stuff like that. So people who are really injured or hurt, or, and not to uh, suggest that somebody who is requiring that type of IV isn't uh, in need of those services, but uh, it just seems like it, it does fall into a different category that uh, you guys are addressing in this, 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 this kind of new way. 
Well, what's the beauty of this is um, it's not a crisis situation. We do not wait until the patient is in crisis and has too much fluid and does have to go to the emergency room to have that pulled off because they're in respiratory distress. And that's a critical situation. So we watch the weight creep up. And if the oral medication isn't effective, then in a very controlled in-home environment, we can uh, administer the infusion, have them diurese, urinate, make sure the fluid comes off. And we avoid those crisis situations. And we avoid that unnecessary trip in the ambulance and waiting in the emergency room and being admitted to intensive care. All those things are avoided by being proactive right from the get-go. I mean, we all have hearts, and uh, a lot of people, I I think heart disease is still the number one killer in America. How many patients are we talking about in the St. Mary healthcare community that are CHF or congestive heart failure patients? Uh, it's it's not a small population, right? I mean, we're you, you think it, it it's a uh, I mean, for people who don't deal with it, you think maybe it's kind of a fringe thing, but this is a large segment of the population, right? Yes, I mean, I I don't know specific specific numbers, however. Um, heart disease and congestive heart failure is probably the number one killer um, for, especially for the population, the elder, elderly. The heart starts getting weaker as you get older. You have a heart attack and it, it slows down. So um, we have over 400 patients on our service for the um, telemonitoring every single day. So we're monitoring over 400 patients. In addition to that, um, we we can provide the service. And most of our patients don't get to the point where they need a home infusion, but at least that service is available to them. Um, we do this in ch- conjunction with the cardiologist. We cannot do this without, you know, making sure the doctor's on board, um, that we have all members of the care team involved in this patient's care. Yeah, as we're talking here, this is the St. Mary Healthline on WBCB. And if you're interested in what we're talking about, finding out a little bit more about Jane or about Ruth or uh, about the home health care program, you can look online at stmaryhealthcare.org, a great uh, website to navigate, find out a little bit more uh, about this home health care program. Uh, Jane, how do you find the people who go door to door and – are, you know, I, I think there's a special type of um, uh, nurse or practitioner that is not only bringing health care but is bringing some companionship and, and, and some other things as well that are, are important for people. I, I think – I always say to people when you go into home care, you either – love it or it's just not the right, right. it's fit either for, for you, you or, or not right yes and it does take a, a very special practitioner um because when you're in the hospital and, and you're a clinician patients are coming in it's your territory you know you're it's it's they're coming to, to, to your home because that's where you work when you're in home care you're in the patient's home you're in their territory and they they really dictate their care and we have to be considerate of that and understanding um and so i it really does take a special person um to be in home care and to connect not only to the patient but to the caregivers that are providing care for that patient in the home i'm I'm sure everyone is compatible and everyone is just gets together wonderfully but you mentioned um a, a hypothetical choice like if if Joyce is your nurse, then you always get to check in with Joyce. What if you don't 
get along with Joyce or if there, <laughs> if there's some other type of friction that um, you know maybe is not is unexpected. Uh, can can you choose who is going to be your healthcare provider in that way? Well, I'm going to address um, you know CMS, uh, the Medicare body that. Um, grades, hospitals, and home cares, um, our grade for um, patient satisfaction is four stars out of five stars. So we do a very good job uh, providing excellent care and service. Well, what do you credit that to? Is that, is that training? Is that just hiring the right people? Well, I always believe in hiring the right people. You really do have to have a caring and compassionate professional to take care of these patients. Uh, we have a patient um, advocate that reaches out to anyone that has a concern. So if you if you do have a concern about your nurse, this advocate will talk to you and, you know, would reassign. But she goes out, um, meets with our staff, and talks about how can we better connect with the patient, how can we better serve the patient, how do we show compassion and still provide great professional care. And uh, I think we do a great job with that. Today we're talking about congestive heart failure, uh, other Chronic conditions fall under this kind of umbrella, Jane? So any patient that would have a skilled need, it could be post after they've just had surgery. You know, we, we any patient that would have like a total joint, um, we would provide services. So if you get your hip done or your knee done? Yes. Okay. You would come on for home care services. You would receive nursing and physical therapy in the home um, until you're stable enough that you could be discharged then to outpatient therapy. So any Anyone that would need skilled nursing care or skilled therapy in their home qualifies for home care. And as far as our Care Connect program, telehealth, anyone that needs daily monitoring would then qualify for Care Connect. Um, and that would be any really chronic disease. And we have a lot of folks listening today. Maybe there are physicians out there, care managers, patients listening into the healthcare here on WBCB. How can they learn a, a, a more about the program? Um, I mean, stmaryhealthcare.org, a website. You can kind of find out a lot about uh, that and more. The website's a great resource Mm -hmm. to find um, out about us. You can always call us. um, We're at 610-690-2534. Ask to speak to a manager, and our managers can explain the services and or the the specialty program that we have with the telehealth services. So... um, We'd be more than happy to reach out and and have a discussion. We can meet with groups. If groups want us to come out and talk about our program, we'd be happy to do that. I mean, sometimes I think the the elephant in the room when talking about services and the medical world is, what does insurance cover? Um, This program is going to cost me anything? I'm sure people have those questions, Jane. So this is covered under insurance. So um, home care is covered under the insurance benefit. Telehealth is not, but it's an added value service that St. Mary Home Care provides to our patients. So there is no charge for the patient. So you guys get like a grant for that or something? I mean, uh, sometimes I think those... those parts of the medical world are are kind of fascinating about you know, where that where the the money is coming from or what insurance will cover or not cover and uh, I feel like that was something that we should address I think uh, here about about what we're talking about. Um, home care is under uh, for the Medicare patients it's under their Part A so 
we do not have any co-pays for our patients. There's no co-insurance. Um, the, the value-added service, we decided to do on our own over 10 years ago. And we said, this is part of what, who we are, and this is we're going to provide this service. So we're uh, a very efficient organization. We're very professional, and we've decided that that's going to be a cost that we absorb to provide the best possible excuse me, the best possible care for the patient. I mean, we don't always talk about it here on the St. Mary Healthline, but I know that the care that uh, comes from um, the the people here at St. Mary's is directed by their mission. And, uh, you know, we've, that that mission is is really focused on the community and uh, do you guys, do you guys know the mission by heart or anything? But I mean, it is, it is about, um, I put you on the spot here. Well, um, for example, last year, um, Mercy Home Health and St. Mary Home Care actually provided $1.6 million of free care or under-reimbursed under care to our patients in the community. So we are very dedicated to our mission. Well, wonderful to talk with you both today. This has been fun, and I, I think this is a, a great information to share with our listeners uh, Going to find out the newest, the latest, some new technology, some new services that they can take advantage of. StMaryHealthcare.org to find out more about what we've been talking about. And Ruth, can you give the, the phone number again? I want to jot it down. 610-690-2534. And that's to find out more about the uh, home-based telehealth program and uh, all the operations that we've been discussing here this morning on the St. Mary Healthline. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, make sure to stay tuned. We'll be uh, providing more great info about uh, the great care here at St. Mary as we continue next week here at WBCB.